Hi, cuties. Welcome to the most interesting episode ever. First interview of season two. It's so good to be back chatting with people. And today we have Courtney Dawson. She's so interesting and she's so knowledgeable in her field. She is a psychic medium. She is a mentor for other people trying to hone their mediumship skills. She's like cute AF and kind of a badass also. She's a perfect reminder to set boundaries in your day-to-day life and she is so aware of herself and the world around her and the spirit world, might I say. I left truthfully with more questions than answers and full disclosure, Courtney will definitely be back in this season because I need more information. I'm so intrigued by her. I am so interested in everything that she had to say about energy and vibrations and souls and the spirit world and the 3D world. I I can't even do it justice. Let's dive in. So excited to have you here. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Hello, Haley. So nice to be here with you. How are you? I am doing good. I am on a vacay break, a couple of weeks off from work. So lots of TLC and um, it's much needed. I'm feeling good. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. I love like we just got back from a vacation too. And like getting back into the grind. I'm like, I loved vacation. It was so nice to just have yeah that time to like recoup, regenerate. Definitely. Check the vibes, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And there's a lot of vibes going around lately, especially with so many um, like energetic shifts that are going on, particularly I found like the last eight weeks have been really intense. And I just need that, that break where I can just allow all of those shifts and everything to integrate and and just embody it. So it's uh, yeah. it's not always easy with all these energies. <laughs> yeah. Where- so this is a great starting point. So if you can introduce yourself, just like let us know who you are, what you're about, what these energies are that you're talking about in your own words. Okay. So um, my name is Courtney Dawson. I'm an evidential psychic medium, mentor, and ordained spiritualist minister. And I've been working with the world of spirit professionally for almost 10 years. I've been aware of them since I was little. And when I was in my early 30s, had a major life event, aka divorce. (laughs) And that just really rattled shit up for me. And then I got to a place where I just really felt like I needed to embrace these abilities. And so I've been developing them ever since. But I also really help people unlock their own spiritual gifts because I think everybody has this. And it's just a matter of tapping into those innate abilities. And so I support people with that. The energies we're talking about, holy shit. (laughs) So I'm not big into astrology simply because it's not that I don't value it or think it's important, but I'm always studying mediumship and spirituality and astrology just really kind of hasn't made its way into, I'll say like my top list to start exploring and, and studying Uh, but I do believe in it. And so we've had a lot of shifts going on. We've had major full moons, um, some powerful, powerful super moons. Those were incredible. And I don't typically get rattled with full moons, meaning like I start to vibe and get a little bit um, anxious or feeling a little bit unsettled, but I've had more of that over the last couple of months. And then we've had right now we're going through Mercury retrograde. And I'm telling you that 
can often make things really unsettled. I mean, when we think about Mercury retrograde, we often think about, oh, my computer starts glitching or my phone starts acting a little wonky, right? But I've also noticed a lot of like increase in paranormal activity in my home. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that is unusual for Mercury retrograde. Now, is that all because of Mercury retrograde? I'm not necessarily sure, but I've definitely noticed some more paranormal activity going on in my home. Like I was on the phone the other day with my mom, I was laying in bed and I had the TV on standby and then we're talking. And then next thing you know, the TV just goes on by itself. Like nobody's touched it. And then Mm. this is just like three days ago. This is this week. I was like, holy shit, what is going on? And so as I fell into that, I actually felt a presence in my room. And I have this agreement with the spirit world. Like nobody's allowed in my home unless they are an ancestor or a spirit guide. Like, okay, because uh, it's, it takes off too much energy. It takes up way too much energy. And to be honest, I really believe that we need to have this balance between our spiritual selves and the spiritual work and our human existence. Right. I really look at it as um, a grounded approach to spirituality and mediumship. But this kind of rocked me a little bit, not scared me by any means, because I had that awareness that someone was there. And so I just said, get out of my house. Like you're unwelcome. You weren't invited. Like Peace, Felicia, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then the next night I was laying in bed watching TV because my husband's working out of town right now. And I'm watching this show and I had some food in the oven. Well, I've got this Samson stove and it's got all these features, to be honest. Um, I don't even use most of them, but (laughs) I don't because I don't know how to use them. But what was interesting is I had the chicken in the oven and then I kept hearing this beep, like beep, 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 beep never heard it before. So I go into the kitchen and there's like a warming center on the stove. And the only way you can activate it is by pressing the button. I'm standing at the stove, Haley. I'm looking at it. There is, it is going off like crazy. There is nothing touching it that you can see with the eyes. And so I said, spirit, oh, I know what's going on. Oh yeah. This is I'm not, on to you. yeah, this is not okay. You need to leave my home. We don't do this oh kind gosh. of stuff in my house. And they left. What? Okay, wait. Was that like the same spirit, do you think, both times? Or? I think there's a couple. A couple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is so interesting. Okay. I have like a hundred thousand questions <laughs> off the top. Like this is, I'm like, where to begin? Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, I love what you said about like needing that boundary and like maintaining that, you know, agreement with the spirit world, as you said. Um, I want to just back up just a little bit because we you mentioned like you've always you've always known this, but then it kind of was heightened as you entered your 30s. You had your divorce, those kinds of things like kind of catalyst into this next phase for you. So let's go back to like little Courtney. What did you know? What did you think? Like were, was it frightening to you back then that you were having these experiences? What did it look like? For sure it was totally. So my earliest recollection is three. My mom said that I was having these experiences of seeing people, seeing entities, and I would share it with her. I would share information about what they were doing, what they were saying. And to be honest, not all of it was positive, which caused a lot of fear. Right. Which is another reason why I chose not to develop the mediumship. And my mom knew that I was very honest at that age. And I still am. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Clarifying that. I still am. 
But I was really (laughs) honest at that age, Haley, and I was not making it up. My mom and my dad were born again Christians, elders in the church. Okay. Yeah. So that already opens up a whole other door of like, who is my kid seeing? Who is talking to my kid? What does this mean? And where does it fit into our religious understanding? There was a big gap between my experiences and my parents' religious understanding. My mom was very Mm -hmm. supportive. She would pray for me. That was her way of supporting me. It didn't change the fact that I was still seeing, hearing, and feeling the spirit. And then I got to a point in my life where I just could not handle the amount of energies I was picking up on. I was seeing these interactions that I was having with the spirit world. They confused me because I had no understanding. I had nobody that could could support me in this. I didn't have anybody to say, well, this is actually what's going on and you don't need to be afraid. And or this is how you can manage it. I didn't have that. So I always had anxiety growing up simply because I was feeling energies. I may have not been seeing a spirit person, but I was always having these encounters and these experiences that were unexplainable, but without the support. So that was really, really difficult. Another experience, I was about five years old and we lived in this really big house And I was in my bedroom and there was two children in there, a boy and a girl very close to my age. I was about five and we're talking, we're playing. I didn't know who they were. I was trying to get to know them. I didn't have any fear or whatnot, but I did get scared Haley because they just vanished. So I was screaming for my mom and I'm like, Mm. mom, mom, you got to come here. Where did the boy and the girl go? And she ran upstairs. She's looking around. She's like, who are you talking about? And what do you, what's going on? Again, confusion on her part. And how, if she's confused, how the hell is she going to help me? Right? Yeah, totally. So that was an incident that really caused a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of confusion. Again, having these very real tangible experiences, but not able to understand them. So I just had a lot of these experiences, Haley, where I got to a point, I just began to tune them out, tried to turn down my mediumistic abilities, didn't know it was medium, mediumistic at all, right? But certainly it's what it was. And now with the understanding, I can go, okay, well, I know what was happening here. This makes perfect sense. But it just... It was very, very difficult because if I wasn't picking up on the energy of spirit people, I was always picking up on the energy of a place, a room, the living. Mm. And I used to always think I was really, really judgmental because I could feel people's energy. I could sense their intentions. And I just knew that I knew that I knew and I didn't know why, but I was so assured. And I always thought I was judgmental. But with Mm. these intentions that I was having of wanting to understand, I still didn't get the answers. And when I was having these intuitive hits or downloads about somebody's intentions or what was going to happen, so definitely on a psychic level, I I didn't know what to do with it, except when it happened, it just verified and validated to myself, okay, you're actually tuning into something beyond your understanding, but I still lacked the understanding. So again, it just compiled this this big mound of confusion for me. Hmm. So, I mean, I I just couldn't do it. And so it wasn't until I got older that after this major experience of getting divorced that I had 
a very traumatic event and it just I, you can call it like a spontaneous spiritual awakening, but I feel like when we have mm. awakenings, they're not limited to just one experience. We can have multiple yeah. awakenings. Yeah. This was a groundbreaking earth shattering experience that just, I haven't been able to turn back and wow. now I'm here. Wow. So walk me through what it's like to have spirit connecting with you. Is it like you know, are they like, hi, Courtney, like, can you because here's the thing, I feel like a lot of people that don't, you know, have this gift or know somebody that has this gift, like, the only thing you have to go off of is like, the glamorized, like Hollywood version of it, like Long Island medium, like, I have so many questions, like, is that really true? Like, and the whole time, like, I used to watch that shit. And I'd be like, is that for real? For real? Like, are you bombarded in that way? You know, she used to go up to people in the grocery store and be like, I just have to tell you right now, like, so and so is trying to reach me. Is it like that? Or is it more? No, pulled back and tame? No, because I'm disciplined in my mediumship. So, so that's what it comes down to, like your boundaries and absolutely. your... Absolutely. We are not. Okay. We're working with the spirit world. I have been trained under the spiritualist umbrella. I'm also an ordained spiritualist minister. So the teachings and the foundational um, training that I've received has all been about being very grounded and understanding what mediumship all is all about. So, and I'll expand upon this even a bit further. So mediumship is all about evidence of soul survival. It is not about entertainment. It is about proving through information beyond our understanding, information that defies logic, that helps validate the soul continues to exist beyond bodily death. The second component of it is all about healing. It's about healing for those that are still here in the physical, so comforting the bereaved. And then mediumship is also about comforting and supporting those on the other side. Now, it's not about the the souls on the other side needing to be helped or rescued, but it's about giving them an opportunity to share messages, to relay any pieces of information that they weren't able to share prior to their departure. So if we can be a voice or an ambassador for the world of spirit and allow them to tell their story through our mediumship faculties, that can provide them comfort and healing. So that's what I mean by that. When we're working with the world of spirit, especially when I'm training my students, it's about we need to recognize who we are first before we can start working with the world of spirit. Because if we don't understand where we are at mentally, emotionally, physically, how the heck are you going to be able to understand or perceive the presence of the spirit when they gather close? Mm. So I can teach people step-by-step how to make a contact with the world of spirit, but if they don't understand their own mental and emotional state, that is going to create a filter that really dilutes or hinders the message that is trying to be channeled through the instrument, aka the medium. So I also let people know, and, and I love to talk about this, is when we're working mediumistically, there are so many different organs that are being used within the physical body. It's not just like you're summoning the spirits, which we don't do. The spirit world is already there. We're just tuning into the space mm. around the client, the recipient, the sitter, and seeing who steps forward. And when we're doing that, we're just beginning to move our awareness or shift it into this vibration where we can then perceive things around them, meaning the spirit person. But Mm -hmm. with the work, it does take a physical toll on the body. There's the pancreas, there is the liver, there is um, the pineal gland, there is Uh, your central nervous system. There is obviously your brain as well that is being used in the production of mediumship. And it's like 
a battery on your cell phone, you can only use that battery for so long before you need to recharge it. And as mediums, we need to be very mindful about how much energy we exert because not only is what happening to us on an energetic level can be draining, but what happens to us on an energetical energetic level affects the physical body as well. And that is a big component that is missing in a lot of the mediumship training. So we're not running around 24-7 connecting to spirit all day. And anybody who is doing that is very ungrounded and unbalanced in their work with the spirit. Because if you have the proper training, you're going to realize for you to be of value, you need to still be present in the 3D world. You can't have your head in the clouds and talking to spirits all day and neglect the fact that you still have a human experience that is all about you learning and growing. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's interesting to me how many people are so scared of the spirit world in general, but also just like, like, obviously again just from the Hollywood version and everything like that it's like often I feel like there was a time where like you know someone would pass away and then the people around you would be like well why don't you go connect with them through like a medium go get a reading and like see if you can connect with them or whatever especially if it was like untimely and people are scared of that understandably what do you think that fear is rooted in Oh, several things. One, it can be religious influence. If somebody was raised in a religious home, they would have an understanding that we don't talk to the dead because they could be what's called familiar spirits. And I grew up in a Christian home and I also went to a Christian private school. So in the Bible, it talks about familiar spirits where there are entities that are pretending to be your loved ones in spirit so that they can somehow deceive you and then pull you away into something dark. What is that? I have no idea. Now, what I will say in all of my work as a professional medium, before I started training, I have had one experience with a client that uh, booked a private session with me. And she said something that kind of unsettled me, but I wanted to tune in and see what the spirit world would say. She had a family member deceased who was visiting her, but like draping her energy over the bed. And it was just really creepy. She thought it was normal. And I tuned in And it would be what was defined as a familiar spirit. I've only ever had that once. So is it possible? Absolutely. However, it is extremely rare. Now, people in the spiritualist movement, which I'm a part of, don't always believe, many of them don't, that there's negative entities or energies. It's all love and light. Well, I know based on my experience growing up with these abilities with these sensitivities i have had encounters with i'll say energies that were of not the light now here's something else though some of those energies that i considered negative weren't necessarily negative they were just at a different vibration than me so think about this way Haley. if you meet somebody and you're in a group of people 
And everybody loves this particular person. Oh, they're great. They're charismatic. They're funny. They're generous. And there's something within you that just doesn't sit right or something that feels unsettled when you're around them. And you just mm. feel like, I don't know, there's something off. It just does. I don't like them. And you can't define why, but it's just this inner knowing that is your soul saying that that person is not on a same like vibrational resonance doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person, but there's something right. that is not in alignment with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like some of the things that we consider negative aren't really negative. It's just, they're not a, at a vibrational resonance. Now mm-hmm. I do know I have had experiences with people uh, in the spirit that weren't the best people in life and they haven't really changed on the other side, AKA mm-hmm. my mom's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She caused a lot of shit and my spirit guides <laughs> ended up moving her on. And she has tried multiple times to come through and communicate with me. Really? And I, yes. Even when I was at the Arthur Finley College in England this last September, she made her presence known twice through two mediums that I've never known. One was from France and another one was from America. And I have no idea. I have no idea why she chose that setting, but she did. Mm. Okay, so, so, so this definitely is interesting. Yeah, so definitely, uh, just to finish up though with your question, it's definitely religious influence could be a big one. So where right. they think that there are, you know, spirits that are pretending to be your loved ones to kind of pull you in and somehow with, you know, malevolent intentions. And then mm. there's other people who are just, they've never had the understanding about spirit communication. And mm-hmm. so what they take as their their knowledge is based on, hearsay or Hollywood. And yeah, so if, yeah, so that's, that's what I feel are two big components as to why. Yeah. And hearsay in Hollywood, not the most credible sources, so, mm-hmm. which is why I'm like excited to have you here because I feel like it's a direct like link. Do you know what I mean? Like you've lived this, you've experienced this, like you, I mean, you live it day in and day out. And so it's more, factual more clear like it's not hearsay like and obviously of course there's still going to be you know skeptics people that don't believe in it or whatever and that's I mean that's their choice I guess I'm not here to convince anybody I don't think you're here to convince anybody either I just really want to like shine a light on this because it's really interesting to me I consider myself pretty intuitive I think I'm I'm very empathetic I'm very like in tune with like especially my people like my family my friends my kids like I'm very aware of what's going on and like throughout my life, I've had like a few experiences where I'm like, I don't think that was on this side of the wall. You know what I mean? And like, I I definitely personally have had experiences where I've been not afraid, totally fine. And then I've had experiences where I've been really afraid. And yeah. like, it's so interesting to me what you were just talking about, about like the spirit guides and moving people along. So what is your understanding of, you know, after you enter the spirit world, is it, you know, again, that's another Hollywood thing. Like, do you get trapped there? Are you there for a, a little while and then you move on? What's the kind of trajectory there? That's such a good question. So the spirit world is a plane, a dimension that coexists parallel to our world. And the only thing that separates us is a veil. And a veil is a vibration that allows us to stay very present in the physical world, but also we can transcend that veil even before physical death, which is what mediums are doing in their communication. Now, when we are preparing to transition to the world of spirit, meaning we're 
getting ready to die, the physical body's getting ready to die, there's a couple of things that begin to happen. First, there is a etheric cord that connects the physical body to the spirit. Think of it as like a tapestry or like an umbilical cord. When that cord is cut, then physical death happens. But just leading up to prior to that cord being cut, there will be family members and loved ones, pets that will be greeting us I guess I'll say at the gates, if you will, even though there's not really technically gates that are going to be waiting there for us to let our soul know that they're not going to be alone and that they're going to be with them reunited again when they cross over. When people begin to cross, I know, isn't it awesome? I just love it. So you're never alone. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that when the soul begins to transition from the 3D world or earth to the spirit world, we often see like a tunnel or a white light. And I actually just channeled this in my newsletter and I'd asked the spirit world, I get questions and then I channel it from the spirit. And they said that white light is literally the threshold between this world and the next. And so once we cross over, we are in this vibrational state where it is all love and love is the highest vibration of all, which is why when we're here in the physical, we are given so many opportunities to learn love, to express love, to share it. And so when we move into the other world, it is about our soul harmonizing with that vibration of love reuniting with those who we've spent time with, who we've known in the physical. But the world is very similar to our world, Haley, minus pain, minus confusion, minus trauma, things that are of a physical nature, that's all left behind. Because when we move to the spirit, we return home. Our natural state is spirit. Before we Mm -hmm. even incarnate into the physical form, it is our soul that chooses to incarnate, not the human body. So the soul will then incarnate into the physical. But when the body has expired, the soul returns back to its natural state of wholeness and of peace and of love. The world itself is different realms, planes of existence, dimensions. And those are all based on a soul's vibrational state or like level of soul progression. So Mm. for example, somebody who, this is very, very extreme, but somebody who would have caused a lot of pain and suffering to others would be at the lowest plane of existence, which would be the astral plane. So you have like the earth and then the plane right above it would be the astral plane. So that's where like people like Hitler, you know, they're hanging out. Mm. It's it's not Mm -hmm. great. Majority of people, they ain't hanging out there. So what they're doing is then they're transitioning and they go to a plane of existence that is at a soul resonance. And in that state, the world is created through thought. And science has proved here in the physical that thought has a vibration and that thought can manifest into physical form. It can take time for it to manifest into physical form. But in the spirit, because they're already at a higher vibrational resonance or just vibration, it manifests quickly, but it doesn't manifest in a physical sense. It manifests in a vibrational sense. So this can be hard for some people to wrap their minds around. There's an incredible book that really goes into depth and it's from this clairaudient medium, Anthony Borgia. And him and this guy that he's really good friends with, Robert Hugh Benson, he was a priest So the priest and the medium are friends and they both made a pact that whoever passed to the spirit first would come back and let the other one know what it was all about. Well, 
the priest passed and he connected with his friend, Anthony and Anthony channeled through clear audience, which is clear hearing, just like how you're hearing me, what it was like in the spirit world. And what we're told is that it's very similar to here, except minus all of the physical things of like pain, trauma and, and stuff like that. But the colors are more vibrant. Can I say they're more expansive? They're beyond what we see in our spectrum here. Mm. And even the flowers have like their own musical note because of the frequency of them. And there's places called halls of rest. So somebody who has been in the physical and they had like a really severe illness and it was draining on the physical body. We know whatever happens to the physical body also affects the spiritual. So they Mm -hmm. have halls of rest where they have equivalent to like doctors and nurses that are sending them healing energy to help the soul get back to its vibrational resonance. So it's, it's a world of thought that is through thought, through mind, through intention that the world in spirit is constantly evolving and changing because their soul is. And so what they want to experience changes as well. Hmm. Wow. It sounds so, um, like beautiful. I know we were talking earlier, but like the religious influence on all of this stuff. And it sounds similar to like what they're saying heaven is like, you know what I mean? Like very beautiful, very like loving and kind and high vibrations, all the things that you're talking about. It doesn't sound like there's a lot to fear there, especially with the separation of, you know, the, the people that weren't doing so good on this side. Um, I really want to get into spirit guides because I feel like is it true first of all that everybody whether you tap in or you don't has a spirit guide and what is a spirit guide how do they help can they help even if you're not choosing not to address or acknowledge or tap into that so first part yes everybody has a spirit guide whether you identify or connect with that entity that soul Yes, you do. And spirit guides can show up as our angels as well. Spirit guides can also present themselves as loved ones who have passed over. In my experience, I haven't had spirit guides that have come forward to work with me that have been family members. But interestingly enough, I have two guides that work with me, John and Margaret, uh, each differently. One works through inspirational speaking and one works with philosophy when I'm doing Sunday services. And what's interesting is my dad's name's John and my mom's name's Margaret. So go figure. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So you can see these people like you, you're very in tune with them. You, you know, their names, you do, you know, like they they appear as people to you. Yeah, they do. And what I've learned from the spirit world is that how they present themselves may not always be what they look like in the physical. So, yeah. So for example, some people will see a spirit guide that shows up as, you know, a Native American or Aboriginal or a monk or a nun or a priest. There's all of these different archetypes. And so what they're doing is showing you the archetype not so you can understand how they're going to work with you, why they're choosing to work with you. And I actually had a guide that showed up and worked with me for a little bit. And he looked like a teacher. He kind of looked like maybe like a a Greek. And he did work with me for a bit, but that's how he presented himself. And through communication, understood why he chose that archetype. 
So some people in the spirit will present themselves to look a certain way. So then we understand how they're going to work with us. But really it's about that connection with them to be with us, to support us. So whether or not we have an awareness of our guides or not, doesn't change the fact that they're there. We all have spirit guides. And again, spirit guides can have different names, angels. They can have, um, a name is like a left one could be anything, but mm. spirit, uh, spirit guides are really a label that we can use to identify as souls who are no longer here in the physical that have chosen to come back to be of service, to support those that are still here in the physical. And we can have experiences in life where something, for example, we've encountered where it appears that it's a miracle or it appears that there's been some sort of divine intervention and we cannot explain where that help came from, but it did. That quite often is our spirit guides helping hand there in action. Wow. So how do you get connected with a spirit guide? Cause you had said that this old school teacher was only with you for a little bit. So how do they, they find you, I'm assuming. And then do they go when they feel that you've reached your your goal with them or their goal with you? Yeah. So really good questions. I love this. So (laughs) the spirit world will work with us in many different ways. For example, there might be somebody who is going to be a teacher and is going to be working, let's say with children, there will be a guide that will help them in their work. So think of spirit guides as like specialists. Mm -hmm call them that. They have a special interest or special knowledge that can be imparted upon the living to help them fulfill their roles or duties. Some of those guides will be there for a short period of time to help the living person attain a certain level of understanding or to support them through a life experience or soul lesson. And once that has been completed, then they move on. And in my early development, I had a lot of guides that came and went, came and went. And I feel like sometimes it is about really getting to know us and seeing if we're a good fit. Mm, Think about Yeah. Think about how many people you meet and it takes a little while to get to see if these are your people or not. And it's not about judgment, but again, it's about that soul resonance. So in my early development, there was such a rapid growth that was taking place that I had a lot of guides coming and going. And now I do have some consistent guides that are always there working with me, particularly when I'm doing mediumship. And I don't always see them, but I hear them and I can feel their energy. And through feeling, there's a sense of familiarity. So I know who's going to step forward. Mm -hmm. So when you are in public spaces like the mall or some some like a busy spot because we can feel each other's energy just in general like you know you could be walking and you're like oh there's somebody behind me and there genuinely is a human person behind you does that feel the same as when you're in your house and you're like I feel a spirit present is it the same feeling yep Okay. Interesting. Because it's your natural sensitivity, Haley, that is picking up on the presence of a living person or a spirit person. So if we take it back just a sec, so we have this physical body and within this physical body, there's a soul and the soul has an emanation, has a vibration. And through our auric field that surrounds the physical body, the soul can feel and sense and perceive information or energies beyond our five senses. But that auric field is all it has nerve ganglia attached to it. So Mm -hmm. when anything is touching the auric field, or coming into your auric field space called that, that nerve ganglia will pick up on it. 
and we will feel it or perceive it on Mm. a physical level, but we're Mm. actually perceiving it on a psychic or vibrational level, energetic level, because whatever happens on an energetic level will affect the physical body. So for example, how you just said, you know, you can feel when somebody's standing behind you, it is because their energy is touching your auric field. Right. So it's exactly, yeah. And spirit people, they don't have a physical body anymore, but they still have an auric field. They still have an energy that when they come close, their energy is going to touch yours. So then you have that awareness. Okay. Something's different. Something's changed. Something is different. And then through the development of even your psychic faculties, your mediumistic faculties as well, you're able to perceive one, something's changed. And then two, with mediumship development, you can tune in and figure out what that change is. You can figure out Mm. what is different. So is it overwhelming then to go out in public where you've got human vibrations and like people's energetic field and then you've also got spirit people's energetic fields? Like, is that just overwhelming and exhausting for you? Not always. It used to be. I used to avoid the mall and grocery stores. And my poor mom, she still does. (laughs) She still does. She's highly sensitive. For example, like Mm. yesterday, I went to the mall and I was feeling just a little kind of worn out. So when I went there, I, I did feel a lot more than if I was, can I say, like really topped up energetically. Right. Yeah. So for the most part, I really don't like going to malls, not because they're bad, but Think about Christmas time. You've got people stressed out. They're spending yeah. money they don't have. Yeah. Not everybody, but a lot of people are. Or they're putting themselves in a financial position that they don't want to be just for the sake of saving face and getting people gifts. All yeah. of that stress and that angst is in the air. You're feeling it. Yeah. So for me, it's not about, ooh, I don't want to feel spirit people. I don't have problems with the spirit world. We have boundaries. That was one of the right. things that I developed uh, early on in my mediumship was when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm not, I'm not. I still want to have my lived experience, my human experience. It's the living energy that can be very unsettling at times because of their emotions. And if you think about every emotion, every thought, every feeling has a vibration and it is emanated out into the universe, emanated out into the ethers. Well, people are going to be picking up on your stuff. And so this is where I feel like people need to be really responsible with their energy as well. Because it's not just about you, honey. Other people are picking up on your shit too, (laughs) you know? Love that. Yes, 100%. I Okay, I have so many questions. I'm like, hey, where do I go? How do I narrow it down? I could talk to you all day. This is so interesting to me because, again, like I feel, I mean, baseline compared to like you, but I I do feel very like in tune with people. And so – I want to get into that, but first you just, you just touched on, you were kind of drawing a difference between psychic and then mediumship. Can you Mm -hmm. expand on that? What is the difference there? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And it's one that a lot of people don't know the difference. So if somebody is working psychically or picking up on information psychically, what that means is that their sensitivity, their psychic senses, which we all have, so whether people think of themselves as psychic or not, we're all born with these natural sensitivities and we can develop them so we can increase them. So the fact that I'm a medium, I don't think I'm special. I've just chosen to develop it further to help others. Right. So a psychic is somebody that is tuning into the atmosphere of the physical world and picking up information about people, places, situations, or things. So they're getting information from the physical world. 
So, you know, on TV, when we see paranormal shows, there are a lot of psychics that will go into a building and feel certain information. They're actually tuning into the end, uh, the emanations or the residual imprint within that space because energy can be held within a space. Right. Especially if there's like strong emotions. And um, that is all about picking up information from the living or from the physical world. A medium is shifting their awareness and getting the information from the spirit communicator. So a psychic is going to get information from the living and from the physical world. And a medium is going to be getting the information only from the world of spirit. Got it. Okay. That's really interesting. So, you know, people talk about like, oh, you go to, you know, a thrift shop or a vintage store and you pick up a piece of furniture and they're like, cleanse the furniture because there might be something attached to it. I believe in that a hundred percent. I think I have got some of that up in my space. You know what I mean? And like, I, I am so like bought into all of this. Like I so believe in like, just like spirit in general and like so much more than I think a lot of people around me and like I really quick context like I've had experiences where you know my husband and I were looking for a place to rent and we like walked in to do the walkthrough before and I was like ah, I don't want to live here I don't like it I don't want to live here and it was actually really like I don't know reassuring like backdated reassurance when you said that sometimes it's not necessarily negative it's just a different vibration because I was like I, I couldn't put my finger on it I was like I don't know why I don't want to live here I don't know what's going on I just know that it's not gonna be a good space Fast forward, we end up living there anyways. And before we moved in, I was like, I, this space needs to be cleansed. And so I had asked some family friends of ours who are indigenous to come in and do like a traditional cleansing ceremony for us. And they were so gracious and they did that for us. And it was so amazing. And, um, and I felt a lot better about it. And they had given us instructions on what to do next and how to basically take everything that we had collected with these cedar um, boughs and things like that take them to the water we didn't end up doing that and I was like oh shit it's back like we've we've messed up because we didn't release it and now it's back in our space and again I, I was nervous honestly I'm getting, not gonna lie I was scared because I didn't know what it was and I had an infant child and a toddler and I really felt it concentrated in my son's room and it was just very like scary for me and I didn't understand it but I knew that I like felt it and that was what you were kind of touching on earlier where it's like we just don't know what it is that we're feeling and so I guess I'm wondering as you talk about increasing your your skills developing these things that you're that already live in you can anybody do that at any time how does that work like what is that that I, like that I was feeling where I'm like I don't know what this is how do you increase it what does that mean so yeah everybody has this ability uh, think of your psychic abilities in a situation where you just get a gut feeling like something feels off or something feels really, really, really good. That's your gut instinct. That is your soul. Yeah. That is picking up on information psychically. Mm, and I, I do believe that everybody can develop it. And so how do we do that? There's several different exercises that people can do. So the first thing is I recommend people to begin to meditate and to become aware of their own soul. And then get aware, get accustomed and really get confident in what you feel like. And then what you could do is, and I believe in spiritual protection, not because I'm fearful, but because I believe that we are all sovereign beings and that not everything and everyone should have access to our energy. Yeah. 
I just love don't, that. Yeah, I just don't think it's a free for all. And again, this this topic of spiritual protection is quite controversial in the spiritual community. I just don't give a shit. Oh. You know, a lot of people, they think, well, there's nothing to fear in the spirit world. It is all love and light. Well, honey, I've had experiences with things that are not of the light and I've had to clear my house. Okay. Even if it is all love and light, I like, I love and light my friends and I don't want them up in my grill every 10 seconds, all day, every day. Like sometimes I just need a little boundary there. Absolutely. So spiritual protection, it would be the one thing that I recommend every single person use because- we're sovereign beings and we don't want to be having our energy leaking out into environments or into relationships that aren't reciprocating that loving vibration, Mm. right? Simple. So Mm. how do you do that? First thing would be use some white light. Why white? Because a spiritual white is a, is a beautiful color that actually, when we see it clairvoyantly encompasses all of the the colors of the spectrum. And within that, there is a healing energy and a protective quality about it. And I I really encourage people to surround themselves in white light. So I like to draw it in, clear any energy that doesn't serve me, even if it's my own, because let's face it, we all got stuff (laughs) that we need to work on. Okay. And then so clear that shit and then put some white light around. So that's the first thing. And then second, so that's the first part of your development. We want to get to know ourselves, use spiritual protection. Next step is to begin working psychically. You could go into a secondhand store or a thrift shop. I go, I've been going with my mom since I was a little kid. My mom loves thrift shops. I'm actually very overwhelmed when I go in her house because it's all vintage and thrift stuff. Not because she can't wow. afford anything else. She loves the energy. So yeah. I'm like, mom, this is too much. My mom's like, <laughs> I love it. Again, it's a vibrational resonance, right? Interesting. So what you could do is, it doesn't have to be a secondhand object, but get an object that is somebody else's that's not yours, okay? So then you're going to take your two palms and you want to rub them. And while you're rubbing them is you're activating the palm chakras. Take that object and then just place it in your hand and then just close your eyes and allow yourself to move into the energy of that object. Feel into it and just become aware of any thoughts, emotions, images, ideas. Perhaps you might even hear things that come up for you. Record it. It's actually a really good exercise to do for like a family friend. And record it or a close friend. Write it all down and then ask them, okay, does this make sense? Can you understand this? Wow. And that is a way that you can begin to build your natural psychic abilities. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's so cool. Especially like somebody that you know, like a friend or like a family member or something. So, okay. This opens up another like line of thought for me because you do private sessions yeah. with people and I was reading about you and it says you're world renowned, baby girl. You are world renowned. So obviously that means you do virtual sessions as well. So first of all, do you feel a difference between like, there must be a difference between like a face-to-face session and a virtual session? Not at all. No. No, Really? Not at all. all. Okay. So you can pick up on people's vibrations through the phone, through the call. Yeah, I've been doing it for years been doing it for years. That's so cool. Yeah. There's absolutely no difference. Majority of my clients are not local. Majority of my clients are worldwide. And so when we're working energetically, there's no difference between doing it in person or online. 
the same energies are at play. For example, you and I are using the internet to have this interview today. We can't actually see the internet or the energy in operation, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still working. Think of it that way. Right, right. right. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So when I'm working with a client, the furthest clients I've had are Australia and India, which is other side of the globe. Yeah. And so when I'm working with them, whether it be psychic or mediumistic, first thing that I'm going to do is ground my energy. And then I begin to feel and move my energy into the atmosphere around them. And then I begin to tune in. So if I'm going to be working psychically, I'm going to be tuning into the emanations of your soul or the client's soul. And then if I'm working with the spirit, I'm going to tune in and see who is going to step forward. Hmm. So when someone books a private session with you, they have to specify like they're wanting to connect with spirit or have more of like a psychic session, or do you just kind of do both jump back and forth? How does it go? So if I'm working psychically, I'm just working psychically, meaning I'm going to be working with their energy and bringing in information about their life. When I'm working mediumistically, I'm going to be bringing information about the spirit communicator. I'm going to be a voice for the spirit communicator, going to share their memories, their ideas, their experiences, words that they want to say. So again, mediumship, I'm getting the information from the spirit and psychic. I'm getting it from the soul resonance of the client. When I have a client that books a reading with me, they choose which one they want. So if I'm working mediumistically, that's how I'm working. If I'm working psychically, that's only how I'm working. I don't like to mix them because the work that I do as an evidential psychic medium is so sacred. And I really have a high standard for the work that I do. And I never want there to be any confusion as to what mediumship is and what it's not. I feel like there's a misconception that even I have about psychic readings that it's like, the future. Like you can tell me my future and tell me if I'm going to be rich and famous and, you know, have 17 kids and all of these things. That's like these concrete, you know, answers. And I feel like as I've like, just kind of dabbled in this world and like learned a little bit more and been more interested in this kind of thing, it's like, it's really based on still the choices that I'm making moving forward, that the client that you're reading is making moving forward. And there's avenues right like there's paths but it's like this you know you have to make this decision and this decision to get to that outcome or this one to get to that outcome so do you present your client with multiple outcomes or do you have them kind of narrow in like do you want to focus on career do you want to focus on family and then read that for them so it really depends on what the client wants so when we begin our session if it's a psychic reading, going to ask them what they're hoping to get from their session. Some people Mm. will say, well, I want information about my romance or my health. And then there's some people that go, I don't know, just let me know what I need to know. So if I'm working with, I don't know what I just need to, let me know whatever comes through. Then what I do is I just begin to move my awareness to the soul of that individual and begin to tune into the information that is contained within the auric field, because your auric field contains your past and your present. And if we understand that your past and your present is an indicator of potential things to come. So whether someone's given me a specific area of their life that they want to look at, or they just say, let me know whatever comes up. The fact is, is I'm still going to be able to tune into their past and their present because Mm -hmm. your past and your present is all based on your experiences, your emotional state, your mental state, wherever you've been, 
And wherever mm-hmm. you are, that's going to show up in the org field. Now, wow. based on that information, I can share with my clients potential outcomes. And some people will say, well, is this and this going to happen for me? Or am I going to have five kids? Or is she going to come back to me? Well, number one, I don't read for people that are not present. I think it's so unethical. I just don't do it. I don't. I won't do it. I don't want people reading for me without my permission. Yeah. So cringy. Like I'll never do that. And I really want people to think about if you're going for a reading, have respect for the other people that you're wanting to get information from. But what I'll do, Haley, is tune in and give them potential outcomes. But also Mm. in the reading is I'll be giving them insight and guidance. Mm. Because some of the information that will come up, I can feel on a soul level, this isn't part of the soul's plan. This isn't the end game. And so I'll share that with my clients and share with them potential outcomes if they follow this guidance or if they don't. But I'll never tell a client what they should or shouldn't do. Because first off, I don't know these people. Yeah. Second, I don't think anybody should be given power or control over your life. The fact that some people are vulnerable or put themselves in a position to give their power away to complete strangers, whether they're a professional psychic medium or not, I think says a lot about that individual, that they really need help and they really need support. So my readings are about empowering them so that way they can feel confident in their choices. Because when people are giving their power away, if something doesn't work out, then what do they want to do? They want to blame the other person instead of taking responsibility for their lives. Yeah. So I am not the reader that is ever going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. And I don't do predictions because I just think they're unethical. Yeah, that's valid. And and morally, they go against everything I stand for. So I will never do that. But if somebody's like, life friggin' sucks right now. I have no idea what's going on. You know, it's going to hell in a handbag. I got this going on. I got this going on. Can you help me out? Absolutely. I can do that. I can tune in, Mm. see where things are at, what could be shifted, offer you guidance and support, and then help you be confident in the decisions that you're going to make for yourself. Wow. I'll never make the decision for somebody else because yeah. how disempowering, you know, yeah. and then you've got people that become dependent on you to make decisions for their yeah. life. And I don't believe that's the point of any of the work that we do as intuitives. Yeah. And like, that's just way too much pressure for you. Like, oh, I, I won't do it. run my life and run your life. That's just yeah. crazy. Okay. Wow. So do you, can you tune into like your own shit or do you need somebody else to like read you? No, I don't go for readings. <laughs> You're just like, let me just read myself right now. It's not even about reading myself. It's about creating this space where I can tune into my soul. Mm. And so I do that through meditation. I do that through breath work. I do that through journaling. And it's about cultivating this awareness of self. If we have an awareness of self, it allows us to tune into our soul, our soul voice. And so mm. that in itself is intuitive. Just not everybody does that. They think, oh, I need mm. a reading. I don't want a yeah. reading. When when something's going on, the spirit world lets me know. My body lets me know. Yeah, fair. So do you think, because um, you had said earlier that this massive shift in your life being divorce, which is obviously traumatic, tumultuous, difficult, confusing, Ever since then and being able to tune more into yourself and like go inward and be like, okay, what's going on? Like you were just saying, instead of going for a reading and relying on someone else, have you felt like off center since then? And how do you get back to your center 
if you do. I think when we feel off center, Haley, it's because we're out of balance. We're either doing Mm. too much of one thing. So Mm. this last year, 2023 has been a friggin' ringer. (laughs) Lots of big shifts. And it was actually, uh, I would say that it started right after I did my Reiki one and Reiki two. Ooh, interesting. So I don't do the Reiki for other people. I just did it for myself. And to oh, be honest, beautiful. yeah, I, it's a gift that I really wanted to learn. And I just do it for myself. I did Reiki in the shower this morning because I was just feeling a little off and I go, get oh. it, girl. Yeah. And I love it. So it's about me. It's offering something for myself. But what happened yeah. is I did the Reiki training, Haley. And then it was as if this layer or this veil was removed from my eyes. And then I just started, started to see things through a different perception or through a different lens. And I really started to reevaluate things in my life. And there were a lot of big shifts, a lot of things that ended. And honestly, 2023 has been like the fucking tower card in my life. Yeah, I swear to God. And so everything has been like rebuilt and I put in a lot of work this year with personal development, spiritual development, and then I encountered some health issues too. And why? Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I'm human. I don't claim to have all the answers. And one of the things in my own character that I've continually been, uh, experiencing and learning and what the spirit world keeps putting right in front of my face and something that I quite haven't fully embraced yet is balance. I'm Mm. like, I'm all in like full throttle and that can burn you out. And I feel like being full throttle has drained me. And, and I did experience some health problems in the fall when I went to England, prior to England, but then when I was in England too. And it was an opportunity for me to connect with my soul and find that balance. A lot of things have been going so busy professionally. It's been amazing. And that's why I take time off at the end of the year, a couple of weeks, just to regroup and meditate and yeah. journal and be within my own space. And you can yeah. only do so much mediumship. And then it's like, okay, you give and give and give, but you also got to find this very, I don't even know what you would call it, but it's a very fine balance between the work. And then again, your lived human experience. And I'm totally transparent. I talk about this on my podcast. You know, I don't claim to have all the answers, but I'll certainly share what I know to be true up to this point. So I have been really working hard, new website, new social media stuff. I've got my team working for me and I, you know, did business coaching. I had a business coach that I was working with and I've got another one. So much that has gone on simultaneously. Yeah. It was just like too much. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Sounds like it, man. Too much. And so I look back now and I go, Courtney, this is the behavior that causes you to get really tired and fatigued while you're doing that. And it's because when I'm passionate about something, like I'm all in. Mm. Right. And I'm really glad that I've taken these two weeks off, which are needed. And so I've been doing some somatic healing through breath work, journaling every day, meditating every day. Uh, Later today, I'm going to be sitting in the power, making sure I'm eating healthy and nutritious and just allowing myself the opportunity to reconnect, but moving forward, finding ways to incorporate more balance, more Mm. balance, because the work that I do is more than just readings. I always tell my team, like, if I just have to do readings every day, it'd be easy. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> 
it's all the other stuff, the behind the scenes, right? Growing, healing your business and having an online school. There's so much. Yeah. And I love it all. But I've also got a team now that's there to help support me. And, you know, working with people is wonderful. I love working with people. And it's about getting the support that I need and Mm. allowing myself to be supported. Because, you know, I have had a tendency to feel like, well, I'm only safe if I'm taking care of everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm being really honest. So if, if I take care of it or if I do it all, then I know it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be safe. It's going to work out the way I want. That is such a limited belief Mm. and it is such a limited way of living. And that is something that I really worked hard on and started shifting in July. Wow. Good for you. Like I got somebody who's doing my website now. I've got my podcast editing team. I've got an assistant. I love it. And we could use some more hands on deck, but for now, this is what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) But even just taking that step, like it's so hard to like, relinquish control and like trust other people especially like you were saying being so passionate it's I I hear you 100% that's how I feel about stupid cute and like building the podcast and growing and all that stuff and I'm like nobody can do it like I can do it but then I'm like but I can't do everything and be a mom and be a wife and be a friend and be a daughter and be a you know like the list goes on and on and on and it's just like okay like you know what I mean like just trust in the people that you can trust in and that you know you can trust in and relinquishing that is hard so I commend you that's amazing it's not easy it's not easy and honestly no. what I will say is I did take a, br- a bit of a break from social media because it was too much yeah you know? and so I I've got a new coach and we've got some new things coming for January so excited Ooh. Uh, yeah stay tuned love it so excited but I did have an experience where I was needing more help and I was in the shower. Honestly, I have the best conversations with the universe or my spirit team when I'm in the shower and people go, what do you mean? I'm like, because I'm super relaxed. If you're relaxed, you're more in tune with your, your psychic abilities, your intuition. It's just called intuition. And I get the downloads and I just said, universe, I thank you so much for bringing me an assistant that's going to be able to take a load off my plate. I just welcome this in with ease and grace. I kid you not, Haley. I kid you not. I had help a message within a few hours in my boxer. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yes. And so for us to be supported, we need to create the space for that support to come in. So yeah. if you're like Courtney back in July of 2023 and wanting to do it all, but, yeah. help, but not creating the space for the help to come in, you're going to keep repeating those cycles. So totally. now I've created this space where the universe answers very, very quickly because I know that there is a power greater than myself. I know it wants to support me. All I need to mm-hmm. do is ask and receive. Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. perfect let's do that let's ring that up easy yeah (laughs) oh my gosh this has been so amazing I have probably more questions now than when we started this because you first of all you are so knowledgeable and so generous with your information and your knowledge and like being willing to share all of this and share Mm -hmm. your personal experiences I thank you so much for like your time and your generosity with all of that I on the low would love to have you back so we can do this again because I seriously (laughs) like it's not on the low let's do it um (laughs) yeah I have so many questions and like even before we started recording like you told me a very brief little story about why it was so easy to for us to align and do this and I want to get into so much more with you like you have such a beautiful like 
energy about you. Like you're just so welcoming and kind and warm. And I, I just love connecting with you. This has been amazing. And also I want to know what the fuck you got coming on, buddy. Like, I want to know what's new. Like you're talking about all these new things and I just want to know about it all. So if you're willing to come back, I'd love to have you back. But in the meantime, where can the cuties find you? Where can they follow you? Give them the low. And then I have one more question for you. Sounds good, Haley. Well, it's been amazing to be on here and love our chat and would love to come back. So just drop me an email and we can sort that out. So I am on social media every day. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. That's my handle for both. And you can check out my website, mediumcourtneydawson.com. And I also have a podcast called The Connected Spirit Podcast that is available on all streaming platforms. I love that. We will link all that in the show notes so that it's easy access for the cuties. Um, A final question, especially given all the growth that you've done this year, I want to know what makes Courtney stupid cute so what makes you more than meets the eye what's what makes you like who you are beyond what people know about you that I am not afraid to be who I am I am unapologetic about who I am I am willing to own my mistakes and do what I need to do to resolve them yeah I'm unapologetic Oh my God. That's literally the definition of super cute. I love that. I'm so impressed by that. And I just like, I'm just soaking all that in because I'm like there, but I, you know, there's always like a little more, you could just be there. And I love that. You're so like inspiring and kind and can't wait to have another conversation with you. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you, Haley. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. I think I have more questions than answers at this point. Courtney is so knowledgeable in like her field and and just also energies in general and how it works and like how to integrate that into your day-to-day life and I loved what she was saying about um, being present still in the 3D world in her everyday life and her human existence because I feel like then you kind of think it'd be like really easy to get caught up in what's going on over there especially like when or if so many people come through like she was talking about being in the mall and everyone's energy is being tough and like so many things being attached to that I can imagine that it's actually probably tougher to manage or, I don't know, dodge um, human people's energy because sometimes that'd be strong. And like if the spirit world doesn't have any of the confusion and, you know, anger and trauma that like the human world has, that must be tough. Like it would probably almost be easier to like deal in the spirit world. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. This is why we have to have Courtney back on to get more into that stuff. I feel like... I could have talked to her all day. I wish I wish we weren't on a time schedule, but she's a busy, busy lady. I'm so happy for her that she got a little time off. She was telling me before we started recording that she goes so hard all year with readings and connecting and just building her businesses and everything that she needs that like break from the spirit world to just like get back into her own body. And I think that's so wise and so smart because again, it's probably so easy to just get like caught up in doing that and then not being connected within yourself it's just like probably just another thing on the list that you have to do I mean you'd have to be so intentional about it I think she's so cool I don't know I just I'm so intrigued by how she lives her life and like we didn't even really get into I don't know I'm so selfish so 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 nerd I wanted to get into like how what about me? Like I'm intuitive. <laughs> I'm in tune with my friends and my family. Like, can I scale this up? And I, I definitely want to try some of those exercises that she gave because 
that's freaking interesting. And if I can like level up my skills, I kind of want to do that. Like I'm not really, that's kind of thing doesn't make me nervous the way that it makes some other people nervous. Even like close people in my life. I was like, Oh, I'm going to interview like a psychic medium. And they were like, Oh, why? What? That's scary. And I don't think that's scary. Like, I don't know if anything, this just made me want to dive in even more to this, this world and like learn more about it and like get more in tune with myself and like what I'm, I don't know, experiencing. Like I shared that story about the house that we lived in. Like, I want to know, I don't know if it works that way. Like if you can go back in time and like figure out what I was feeling then, but I would love to be able to just like tune in a little more in the future about that kind of thing. Cause I feel like I have experiences like that all the time. And like another fucking question I have for Courtney is like, Courtney, if you're listening to this, <laughs> hit me back with this answer. Okay. Cause this is serious business. Um, is the same true for like the way that we feel and pick up and our intuition on like human people? Cause like Courtney said in the episode, sometimes it's like you just meet somebody and you're like, yeah, no, the vibes ain't right. The vibes ain't vibing. This ain't it. And it's like, can I like tune in a little more to that and be like, what's with the vibes? Like, can I like be a little sleuthy and like figure it out? Like, I don't know, like why you vibe in the way you are? Why are you an asshole? Why are you mad all the time? Why are you putting out these negative vibes into the world? Like, is that how that works? I don't know, but I'd like to find out. This whole thing was so interesting and so cool and so like, I don't know, it just sent me on another friggin' rabbit hole path that I now need to like dive into. So if you want to have Courtney back and you want to hear more, if you have questions that you want me to ask Courtney when she comes back in like the near future, then let me know. I will make sure to write them down. Be sure to follow along with her journey. Go to the show notes to find out where she's at. Also in the show notes is where I'm at. You can follow me on social media and you can go to our website to sign up for that newsletter. I always send a newsletter on the off week of the episodes so you are never missing me. I always give an update on my life and things that I am interested in or loving with some links in there for you. So make sure that you subscribe to that. You are not going to want to miss out on a single thing. I will see you guys in two weeks with another episode. Love you. Bye.